everyone. I'm like, I really hit that. Hey, <laughs> I heard an echo in my dining room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls. Fine. I have the giggles. Okay. I'm just going to start with like, more the girls. Wait, who are we again? I don't know. I think we already said that part. I just have to say the next part, but I kept okay. laughing. And we're the girls behind tickets, please. And on today's episode, we're talking about the best TV opening credits. I was actually saying to my mom and I were talking about you the other night and I said, there's nothing that I can say that Alexa doesn't get. And it's, it, there's never, not that I actively hold myself back from other people, but maybe there's just aren't certain things I would say or certain topics I would go into or whatever, like mm-hmm. just because I know that it's not their thing or yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I said to my mom, it's such a fucking relief to not have to do that. I can just be like a hundred percent absolutely <laughs> oh, all of who I am. I'm like Alexa always gets it. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom really liked it too. I'm so glad. I feel that way as well. Yay. I felt I think I was thinking that the other day when you called me about <laughs> when you called me about um the Gucci label on the on the sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> and it it reminded me of Um, I told you that Kevin and Demi were on a different podcast and they were making a reference back and forth to each other. And the third person wasn't used to being in the room with them. And Kevin said something and only Demi got it. And she's like, wait, what are you talking about? And then she's like, does that have to do with Gilmore girls? And they're like, no, it's just like a thing. And they're like, well, then how do you know what that is? They're like, I don't know. We just, and then Kevin said, I have never experienced a time where I've said something. And Demi's been like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) This is my take. I just point to Peter Serafinowicz. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I see it happening. I'm like, don't you do this what? to is me. What? Is this a Gilmore Girls reference? No. no. It's just, it's just His me. references. He's just literally making a reference I'm to just, the tick. I'm just a broken man. You saw that movie? No. The it's show. not a movie. Is it's it? a show? Yeah. It's a show on Amazon Prime. You, you watched, watched that show? I haven't News. seen it yet. but Why I do you know really references good. from it? It's the, this is our it's poison. We know references from things we've never seen. And I've never used to it. I've never experienced anything with Demi where I've said something. He's like, no, what's that? So I know I can say literally anything. And You're safe in this room. <laughs> like I was like, you know, when someone buys a hand tailored suit and there's a label on the, the wrist of the jacket and you're like, mm-hmm, yes, continue. Like, what? Most people would be like, no. And also I don't care. <laughs> Like, tell me everything. (laughs) My first one that I wrote down was Bojack Horseman. I know people who've seen it will agree. There's something about it that just is perfect for the show. There's no words or anything. It's just vibe music and the graphics behind the intro change every season. Actually, I think sometimes they change throughout the season. And it's basically just like a quick snapshot of what's going on in the show. 
it's an animated show, so there's usually it's an animation behind it, and he's it's like his point of view, and he's walking through, and then everything behind him is changing, like with what's going on with the show, and I just love it. It's one of the ones I truly never skip because I it really sets up the episode a lot of times, and so I never skip through it, even though I'm watching it on Netflix. I have a question about that show. Yeah. Actually, it's a broader question. Do you like animated shows? No, no, not at all. I don't watch Family Guy. I don't watch American Dad. I don't watch any of those adult cartoons ever. And someone really, really had to twist my arm to watch Bojack Horseman. I was like, I'm not going to like it. I really am not going to like it. And what I will say, because I think that there's really, you either just have to watch an episode and see if it's for you or not. But then again, even... One episode is not enough because it starts out as one of those dumb comedy adult cartoons, and then it becomes much deeper. It's about, it covers issues like depression and addiction and very deep issues that people have, but with an animated show and that kind of humor sometimes, but it's never, I don't find the jokes to be stupid. Whereas on Family Guy, I think that they're dumb. So It's not for everybody, but I think people often overlook it because they assume it's like those other shows, and I don't feel that it is. Running is terrible. Everything is the worst. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It gets easier. Huh? Every day it gets a little easier. Yeah? But you got to do it every day. That's the hard part. But it does get easier. Okay. Uh, the next one I have is a, is a throwback, and it's Scooby Doo, the original Scooby Doo. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby Doo, I see. Because I used to listen to it like, like the cartoon, the cartoon. My brother and I loved it. I used to listen to it as a song. I don't think I remember it. Can you sing it? Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? You got some work to do now. Scooby Doo. How do I not know it? At you all? know it. We loved it. We used to get excited when it would come on when new episodes would start and this theme song would start. It was just such. Oh, that's so cute. I remember loving it so much. And I listen to it again and it's still a bop. I have a show from not exactly my childhood years, but the only one that's from a long time ago from when I was younger. And that's Fresh Prince. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Obviously. I mean, of course, one of the best TV openings in history. Yeah. I didn't have it on my list only because I didn't watch the show. So I didn't want to be a poser. But I I agree that the theme song has just by the fact that I didn't watch the show and I know every single word to the theme song. Means that was going to be my next question. Yeah, I know every single word to the theme song, despite never having seen one. I've seen parts of it because it was on TV all the time, but I've never sat down and watched a full episode and I know the, the words to the theme song. 
Amazing. That was the only one from Mike, my childhood that I have on here. Everything else was, is an adult show. Did you have any other kid ones? No. Do you didn't have full house on yours? I didn't. But if you had asked like nine-year-old me, that definitely would have been on my list. I was surprised. Full house was my jam of all jams. In fact, the series finale of full house was on the same night as my sixth grade play. Uh And that was a really big deal because I was going to miss it. And my dad taped it for me on the VCR. Oh my God. That's amazing. I was sure you were going to put it on your list because that it, again, I feel like it's such a perfect song for that show i it really is because i didn't really watch full house that much when i was a kid but i watched the revival on netflix which was so bad (laughs) but um hearing the redone version of the theme song i got like a like a ping in my heart i was like oh my god this is so nice to hear them (laughs) like redo it and i can't even imagine what people who actually watched it and loved the song and the show changing gears dramatically is one that I'm 100% sure we both... I only heard... The next one I have is one I know we'll both have on our list is what I think you were going to say, but then I didn't hear the rest. That is what I said. And that is Sopranos. Yes. To BH, I think this may be my number one. I'm going to have to agree with that for a few reasons. I think Sopranos was the first show that actually made the intro a thing that people technically could enjoy independently of the show. Yes. The song was amazing. So good. The visuals were amazing. If one thing in the world could make me miss New Jersey, that is it. Yeah. And it's not even too much of a glorified picture of New Jersey. There's some real... No, it's a real non-glorified picture. Grime in there. Is actually what makes me miss it. <laughs> I know. I even, even though it's so long, again, another one I never skip. I watch the whole thing. I feel it like it's never setting, gets old. I feel like it sets me up for the episode. And the end, the end of it, when he gets out to his, when he pulls up to his house and then it, there's that like noise that like, I can't imitate it, but you know it. And he shuts the door. I love it. I think that there are very few shows that set the tone with their intros as well as Sopranos. I agree completely. Because some shows go with the route of it's just a catchy song or they don't really care that it matches the tone or the vibe or anything. But Sopranos nailed it with theirs. More modern one, I feel, nailed it. Succession. I was just about to say, which is also on my list as well, because I knew that's what you were going to say. If... If I didn't know, I would have almost said they were done by the same person. Yes. In fact, were they? I don't know. I mean, they're both HBO shows, so they have their top people on there. You look up Sopranos, I'll look up Succession. Nicholas Brittell Brittell, is the composer. No, the song is by Alabama 3. 
And the creator of Sopranos is David Chase, right? Mm-hmm. And who created Succession? I know not him, but... Yeah, who Jesse Armstrong. What is it that makes the Succession theme song so good? Because they use it a lot, different versions of it throughout the episodes, yes. too. Yes. At different times. And it's amazing how, depending on what piece of the music they're using, it can convey so many different emotions... And it does it so well, because even the darker moments still have a certain something to them that I don't even know how to verbalize. I know. I wish I was more adept at talking about the complexities of music because I can't, I won't be able to give a real answer, but I feel like it's because the different instruments are playing, like the piano is so lively and vibrant and, and almost fun and playful, but still intense with the other instruments. And I think that it's just, it has, it really nailed the tone of the show. It's dramatic while still being fun and has points that are a little bit calmer and points that are very dramatic and chaotic while still not feeling as though it's all over the place. It's kind of a cheesy word to use, but it's brilliant. It it really is. If we have any listeners who know even a little bit more about music composition than us, I mean, we know nothing, so you don't even... (laughs) You don't need to know that much. You just need Um, to know more than the nothing. Please send us a DM because I would love to hear someone who knows music explain what that feeling is and how it's done. Hi, I'm composer Nicholas Bertel, and I'm here with Vanity Fair today to explore my score to HBO's Succession. The score for Succession has a similar duality that I think the the show has, which is this combination of elements of absurdity and also a deep gravitas under the surface because the show itself is dealing with very serious issues of concentrations of power and wealth in the hands of fewer and fewer people focused in the media industry. But at the same time, there's a human side of the story, which focuses on some of the day-to-day absurdities and pettiness and strife among the cast of characters. There's this sort of immediate dissonance right from the top of the piece where, you know, you hear this sort of C minor chord, but there's actually a B natural in it, which gives you this immediate sense that something is maybe potentially off. And the melody line on top, this... If you break it down, right away from the top, there's these sort of accented dissonances, which aren't in the scale. So, you know, this, you go on an A flat major chord, that note isn't isn't part of the scale. So I'm constantly winding in these notes that aren't part of the scale just to kind of like jolt the music in a different direction. So this, So you see how things are always kind of off kilter with themselves, like the family in the show. Another wordless one I have on my list is house.
I don't think I've ever heard it before. It's funny because House is another New Jersey one. Oh, really? Yeah, House is, takes place in Princeton. I didn't know that. I almost I'm almost like that's not New Jersey, but right, but it's like really Philadelphia. Oh, yes. Great great theme song. This is crazy, but I can hear an actual song with words like in my head. I almost want to say it's like a Dido song or something. I need to look that up now. Teardrop by Massive Attack. Let me look that up. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Now that you say it, I think I might have heard a version. I hear has... like a woman's voice. Yeah. Okay. It. This is it. Oh, it does have words. Yeah, it does. Yep. But I wonder why I know that song. That's weird. Oh, I know why I probably know it. When did this album come out? 98. Okay. I am going to venture a guess that I know this song from when I worked for, like when I worked in retail, like at Delia's or something that it was probably on a, like that, those Muzak CDs they used to make us play in the store because I almost think it's on either the soundtrack to Broke Down Palace or The Beach. Oh, don't you feel that? What a good fucking song, man. It is. I have a wordless intro too. Go for it. And it has nearly no visuals as well. And it's Stranger Things. Yes. It's more almost like a title card or something than it is like a, which I have one of those too. And mine is Breaking Bad. It's not even a song. It's just the title and it's some music plays similar to Stranger Things, but it really gets you both of them. Stranger Things, that theme song really exploded. That is the the pinpoint of Stranger Things. I genuinely wonder, and I know there's no way to really know, but how much attention the show got simply because of that song. Yeah. If I wasn't interested in the show and I watched that title card sequence or whatever, how, whatever the name for it is, I would watch the show. I would give it a shot just from that. Seriously. Within the first couple seconds, you're like, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And my final pick is Big Little Lies. Me 
off a bridge in Monterey, baby. It, that is the school. The soundtrack score of Big Little Lies in general is really good. Wow, I totally forgot about it. That's an amazing pick. I love the visuals of it too. I said I didn't have another nostalgic one and I lied. My other nostalgic one is The Odd Couple. I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. I know. Don't tell my dad. My dad loves the odd couple. And that's why I think our dads watched it together. I bet. That's cute. My dad, speaking of taping and my dad, he, when it was on reruns, there was no way to get it other than just when it aired on TV. And he used to, it used to air at like two in the morning and he would tape them whenever they were on in the, TV in the basement so that he could watch the tapes back of the odd couple. That makes me want to cry a little. I remember when we got him the DVDs, when we were able to get him the DVDs of the odd couple so he could watch them all. That is so cute. I love the odd couple. It's such a good show. And the theme song is amazing. That's the one they hum at the beginning of that friends episode. That's the odd couple theme song. <laughs> it's so good. It is good. Um, my next one is One Tree Hill. I don't wanna be anything other than what I've been trying to be baby. All I have to do is sing with me and I'll be so And it's the Gavin DeGraw song. I don't wanna song? be I don't wanna be <laughs> Amazing, amazing song. <laughs> it's so good the it comes in it's at the perfect part where they pick it to play for the theme song and then it's such a early 2000s amazing theme song gavin DeGraw is the early 2000s yeah i i I, what is your opinion in general about using real songs that are very famous outside the show as theme songs because was it isn't the hills unwritten yes and I, but think I don't know if that song was huge before before the hills. the hills. I don't really remember. I actually the don't know that about Gavin DeGraw either. Now that you say it, I just I just know that because I didn't watch Winter Hill when it was on. I watched it after it was over. So I don't know if it was because of that show that the song became so famous. I'm going to say probably not because he was so famous for yeah. other songs that that. Yeah. Uh, what you asked my opinion on that. Um. I would say probably that I'm not a fan of it. Me but neither. then when I think of examples, I'm like, I know. I was going to say very the same into thing. Them. I like them when they're more written for the show and they're more emblematic of the show. But then the One Tree Hill one is so good that I'm like, how could I say that I would want it to have another theme song? Because I don't want to be is just perfect. <laughs> and there's no way you can think about The Hills, which I know you haven't watched yeah. yet. But you can't think about that show and not hear Natasha Bedingfield sing The Rest is Still Unwritten. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I knew it was the theme song for The Hills without having seen it. That's how famous it became. Yeah. And my last one is that 70s show. 
say it's a cheap trick song. I can't remember the you know song. it. It's by this it says it's by the American rock band Big Star. Oh, I think here's what I think it is. Okay. All right. So, so the, the band you just said is who wrote the song and originally was performing it because in the, I think it's season two, the theme song, the theme song stays the same, but the singer changes cheap trick covered it. And it's a much better, it's just like a fuller, better recording of the song. So I, like the cheap trick version okay but i also not only is it just a catchy good song but they're all in the car and they change i can like, picture that sitting next oh, to yeah. you and like and um i know there's at one point when when they say not a thing to do is what the lyrics are donna puts her hands up on the dashboard and just like does like a little dance move and it's so i i think of it every time i think of the theme song and that and that show it's just such a a good energy to bring. I into love that the episode. And then Kelso Ashton Kutcher screams at the end of the theme song. He says, "Hello, Wisconsin." I think. He yes, yes. <laughs> and it's I remember so, that now. It's just so good. I love it. I wonder why they had him do that. I love that he does. That I know. <laughs> it's so good. I love Ashton Kutcher like Me more than you. More than is rational. I don't even really know why. He is in my irrational level of love category. He is. (laughs) You have to watch that movie he did with Anne Heche. It's so bad, but he is so hot. Okay. I I almost forget the title. What is it again? I don't remember. Oh, okay. We ha- I have to look it up and watch that. So I have one more that's an honorable mention. Okay. And that is the office theme song. And it's actually not about the song as much as it's about the visuals. Mm. Because I only learned this year for the first time that all those clips of Scranton are taken by John Krasinski. He went to visit Scranton when they were in the beginning stages of making the show. Mm -hmm. And he took those video clips just to get a vibe for what the city Mm -hmm. was like. They were never intended to be in the opening. Wow. And so now that I know that whenever I see it, I (laughs) feel extra. I love that. Could you imagine not having the, the... Scranton visuals like that's that. I I love that they the look like they vibe. shot yeah. on someone's phone or camcorder or whatever the heck he was using. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they said at one point he had the video camera out, like he was like hanging out the sunroof or something. That is so amazing, dude! I am having a storm like you cannot believe. It is pitch black outside, pitch black, and the wind is hitting the sides of my windows. It sounds like. Hey, I wonder if it's hailing. Can you hear it at all? I can actually. It sounds like hail. Yeah. I wonder if it's hailing. It sounds insane. Like almost like scary. It is a little bit scary. (laughs) Mostly because it sounds like the windows are open and they're not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you enjoyed this episode, please share about it on stories and tag us so we can say hi. And leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks, you guys. Till next time. (laughs) 